Podcast for the things you just can't seem to get out of your head. I am your co-host Keegan, and I'm your co-host Mimi. And my toe hurts. Why is your toe hurt? What'd you kick? I just always grew up getting like ingrown toenails, and I think I have one right now. And so I didn't kick anything. I think I just touched your shoe, and my toes in pain. Thicker socks. That's my maybe. Base. Don't might eat be. my shoes. <laughs> All right. So this is a special episode. In the last one, um, if you didn't listen to the last one, we were talking about superheroes for a second. And we made a joke about, oh, what if the next podcast we do is our top five heroes? And then the next episode about that will be our top five most hated heroes that like either we hate or like people hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to do that this week. So we'll both be talking about heroes. Um, yeah. So it isn't a 1v1. It's a we're just going to share. And yeah, I think I can speak for the both of us when I say our lists aren't in like a particular order. My list is literally just as I could think of them. Yeah. Mine's kind of the same, um, but I do think we should stop, do a count up. So start with five. I sh- share, or you share first. We'll figure that out in a second. Five, four, three, two, one of our favorite superheroes that we're talking about today. All righty. So uh, I will that. let you know this podcast will have a little bit of a format. So we're just going to try to like share the hero, share a little bit about them, and possibly like a quote that the hero said if it's not a popular hero to get like a better vibe of it. Yeah. Or not a quote, if I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, well, I looked up quotes. Oh, dang. You I typed prep than me. <laughs> hero X quote. <laughs> Pretty good. Alrighty. So with that, you want me to start? Or would you like to start this week with our lists? Um, You start, I guess. Alrighty. So number five. My number five hero is Spider Punk. <laughs> His name is uh, Hobart Brown. He is a... Spider-Man from a different universe. Um, I just really like the Spider-Punk storyline. In his universe, Earth, different number. I don't can't remember because there's a <laughs> lot of multiverses out there, as we kind of talked about previously. His big thing, though, is he's a normal Spider-Man who wears, like, a jean jacket and has, like, a spike mohawk on his outfit. And he is a lead singer in a anarchist rock band that are against an oppressive um, government's lifestyle in his world the leader of which is his version of the green goblin mixed with like venom is what his big thing that he's fighting is and spider punk just really cool nice story uh does undercover underground rock shows and stuff like that while also fighting fighting authorities with his spider-man powers just very fun very goofy hasn't had like a full in-depth comic it's more or less just other spider-man come to his universe for a little bit or he goes to their universe and he just has bit. the powers of like a normal spider-man yeah but, normal spider-man oh, okay. just like increased jump web slinging etc etc but he's just also a rock guitarist he had carries around a sick electric guitar that like he made himself like spider that looks like a spider and he'll hit people with it so that's pretty cool. Right, <laughs> nice. But yeah, spider punk. That's my number five. What about you? Who's your number five? Okay, really quick while you were talking. Um, okay, the parameters for our superheroes are just they had to have a comic, a movie, or a show. Yes. That and they couldn't be a historical figure. So at no point will I be like, oh, my next hero is Rosa Parks or anything. Yeah. Oh, and they no, had to have is like a good hero. Yeah, <laughs> and they have to have like a power or a gimmick. So that's the parameters, really quick. Anyways, um, my number. Number five hero is Amethyst from Steven Universe. Ooh, nice. Okay, I thought you were gonna do this. <laughs> um, I think it does count for cartoon characters. 
and you'll probably give me a little get, tell us who Amethyst is and then I'll give you a little bit more thoughts on that okay um, really quick so Steven Universe is a show that started I should have looked up when it started I'm gonna say 2012 you fact check me while okay, I'm okay, talking keep talking about um, it it was created by Rebecca Sugar it has a long plot um, long story short it's one of those shows that if you're a kid you can watch it and just be like oh this is a nice show but if you're a teenager like older to comprehend like emotional intelligence then it's a show that will tear you apart yeah and um, it started tearing kids apart on May 21st, 2013 was 2013. its first episode. Not the pilot, which was a few years earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, that's how Cartoon Network does their things, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- 2013 is when it came out. And the story basically follows three gems taking care of a young boy. His name is Steven, um, and it's kind of the story of just, like, Steven growing up and dealing with gems, which are kind of, like, heroes in this universe. They're, like, aliens from another planet along with he, him having adventures with his human friends, Connie, and his dad, Greg. And, like, his mom is a bigger plot, but his mom's a little bit too much to get into for a short segment. Anyways, Amethyst, she's... Her gemstone is an amethyst. She's purple. She's short and round. Um, she's very, like, outgoing. Uh, she was, like, grown on, like, the... um slave gem part of that like world so like that's kind of where she's from um her powers she's really good with a whip and she can also shapeshift um so (laughs) there are episodes where she'll turn into like like a fast boulder and like go into people um she's really rowdy (laughs) yeah my favorite form is she has like a luchador form where she gets makes herself look really big and buff and will just suplex and yeah <laughs> and like obviously it's not fair because she's a hero but like they live as like normal people in this town mm-hmm. and i thought we were doing quotes so i found a quote that she says that really like she has a lot of character development and then a quote about her her creator said about her so the quote that she says is so amethyst's whole thing's like she just kind of struggles with finding like self-identity and worth in herself and that's why i really like her and her quote was um i feel like i finally figured out what i'm supposed to do i spent so long not knowing who i was or what i was made for i i had to figure that out for myself and now i think i'm good at helping other gems figure that out for themselves too so she's really sweet. She goes on a self-discovery process and then she helps others. And then she is the most rowdy of that bunch. And so the creator has a quote describing that gem. And she said, Amethyst is really out of control. She likes to eat. She likes to sleep. She doesn't have to, but she does it because it's fun. Nice. So she's just a very fun, very nice hero. I've always liked that hero just because like she lo- you don't really like see like stout, like chubby heroes, but she is a stout, chubby hero. Most heroes you see are like skin, like tiny and skinny so this hero was someone who looked like me yeah and that's always fun to see when you can see yourself in a hero that you, that you identify with it's just super cool and i think probably why we're doing this is it's a little bit fun Alrighty, uh should i go ahead and find number four number four coming to you from keegan <laughs> uh so my number four is a version of a hero a specific version from a specific storyline of theirs so this is again from the marvel universe Thor of Asgard, Um, however, my favorite version of Thor is his most powerful version, and that is Rune King Thor. Alright, tell us about that. Rune King Thor um, is a version of Thor that has lost everything. His parents are dead, Asgard's destroyed, Loki is dead, he lost an arm fighting a big bad guy like Thanos. He lost an eye fighting another big bad guy like Thanos. So is it the same Thor that we see in Endgame, or is that a different Thor? Um, It technically could be. We don't know, because we 
With that's a separation of comic yeah. versus uh, yeah, comic uh, versus uh, live action yeah. Oh, okay. cinema. Yeah, so it could end up being that that is the Thor we're seeing because uh, there's a new trailer and movie coming out this summer. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder looks pretty good. We'll probably see it. We'll we update might you guys if it, it ends up becoming Rune King Thor because Rune King's Thor whole thing is he has seen a lot of stuff dealt with a lot of bullcrap and doesn't like it anymore and doesn't want to be a fighter anymore. He just wants peace in his universe. His dad is Odin and Odin became omnipotent by like meditating under this tree of knowledge type thing. So Thor goes out of his way and meditates under that same tree and like just hangs out there until he reaches enlightenment. And when he does, he realizes that a lot of the issues of this universe of the Marvel world is because of Things that are out there beyond the cosmos pulling strings, kind of like omnipotent beings that are out there kind of just telling stories. Like he basically breaks the fourth wall a little bit and becomes aware he's in a comic book more or less. It's a little bit confusing, but that's kind of the gist of it. And he's like, I need to stop these beings from letting terrible things happen. So he just becomes super powerful, really strong. Um, and he goes on a personal conquest to stop them and get their attention so that he can see them face to face and fight them. <laughs> and he does this by going and destroying things he knows they would care about. Ultimately, he ends up fighting them, confronting them. Turns out um, it was partially correct. It took on kind of like a metaphysical thing of like it's Ooh. not the creator who's causing all the bad things, but it's more of the fans who are always demanding more and more out of their heroes. <laughs> Are, oh, so it gets, like, kind of meta in it. Yeah, a little metaphysical at the end there, and Thor ends up fighting them and makes a deal with them of, like, fine, if you want heroes to suffer so much, I'll show you what it's like to suffer. And he just, ultimate Rune King Thor closes himself off from the rest of the universe, but also makes the bad thing stuck with him. Kind of a, I'm not stuck in here with you, you're, <laughs> you're stuck, stuck in, in here, here with, with me, me. <laughs> type of situation. The conclusion is, like, he puts himself in Thor's sleep, and it's just kind of in a coma for the rest of eternity fighting them and giving them wow. hell to pay and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, very fun. Very cool. Um, again, MCU could be leading towards this, but it'd be but, hard to pull off that last bit there. But he is super strong. Yeah, because if they pull off that last bit, that's basically pulling Thor from any future movie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, but, like, again, it is possible. His probably most known quote is for Asgard which is his battle cry that he yells anytime he goes into fight and stuff like that it's just kind of like a for the honor of my people type thing is like why okay. he's moving forward because at this point he literally is all that is left and there is no other Norse god there is no one else oh he alive. is the like, last he one he is the last Asgardian pretty much in this story that is told and like before he goes off to do this ultimate fight he like tells basically his there's somebody else called Beta Ray Bill who's able to pick up the hammer and thus can have the powers of Thor. And Thor basically tells Beta Ray Bill, Hey, Bill, my trusted lifelong friend, um, I'm going to go to the ends of the universe to fight this battle now. Watch everybody else and make sure our story is told in, in the future. Don't let people forget who the Asgardians are because we deserve to be known. And then he goes Aww. and dips off. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very, like, heart-wrenching story. Um... But yeah, that's my number four, Thor, Rune King Thor. <laughs> All right. And now let's hear your number four. <laughs> my number four is none other than Crypto the Super Dog. Oh my gosh. 
Fantastic. So, similar traumatic story. <laughs> yeah, so... Planet destroyed. Nothing else. Yeah. Um, so, Crypto the Superdog was a show that aired on Boomerang, I want to say was the name of the channel. I'm not going to... I can't really tell you exactly when it aired. It aired while I was growing up, so I'm going to say probably late 90s, very early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I did go ahead and pull up a synopsis of who Crypto is, so I'll read that. So... As the planet Krypton was about to be destroyed, Superman's dad, okay, Crypto is Superman's, like, companion, um, made a ship to, like, put the white puppy named Crypto in it, and they were actually going to send Crypto on just a test flight, but Crypto, being the dog he is, accidentally clicked some buttons and went straight to Earth. Um, (laughs) So he crashed, and in his story, at least in the cartoon, I think Superman comes a little bit later, because it's more focused on, like, Crypto's life. Um, He finds, like, a little friend there, and he has all of the same powers as Superman, Man, and in a sense, it could be argued that he is stronger than Superman because of his dog-like abilities. So like how Superman has like super hearing and super smell, Kripocho has that, but amplified because as a dog, dog. he oh, already has strong hearing and strong smell. Yeah. I take any criticisms I had against this. It's a good <laughs> hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has like the same moral standing as like su- Superman. So like he won't like do anything that's like morally gray. And like that's his biggest weakness other than like kryptonite as well is a lot of his like villains will take his like moral standing of oh save the kid or save the grandma well superman would save both so like that's kind of like his issues and i was looking into it and like all of his friends are like dogs and other animals and all of his big villains are all cats and lizards (laughs) whoa what's wrong with cats and lizards uh i don't know what's wrong with cats and lizards i guess feeding into that age-old trope that dogs hate cats Cats. okay (laughs) um and then the cute little quote from crypto the super dog is that's me the real me crypto space puppy extraordinaire (laughs) that's good Oh, man. So he can fly and everything like Superman, right? Yeah, he can do everything Superman can do and can arguably do it a little bit better. Awesome. Good for him. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, so that was my my number four, just Crypto the Super Dog. I guess I really liked him because it's someone I grew up with. Nice. (laughs) I can respect that. What Um, is your number number three? My number three, getting away from Marvel now, this is a DC superhero from an American books published by DC Comics. His name is something you know, Garfield Mark Logan, better known as Beast Boy. It's Com- not Garfield? <laughs> it's not Garfield. Be- wait, yet. Beast Boy has a real name? Yeah, Beast Boy's name is Garfield Mark Logan. Um, oh my goodness. Beast Boy's very cool. He's a green dude who can shapeshift into different animals, both Um, living and extinct, like dinosaurs and stuff like that. However, in the comics, he's not limited to just Earth animals. He can also, um, when they end up going into space and stuff like that with the Teen Titans or Doom Patrol or Justice League or whoever he's going into space with, he, if he runs into an alien, he then can transform into that monstrous type of alien. Uh, and just add it to his like collection of things he can turn into. And then later in life, uh, he starts going by Changeling at some point. That's like adult Beast Boy goes by Changeling. And he can make a mixture of different animals in himself oh. at will. So like he can have like pterodactyl wings with T-Rex arms and alligator teeth all at the same okay, time. Okay, that's really cool because yeah. you don't see that in um, like the classic Teen Titans yeah. or anything. <laughs> you just see him as... Pterodactyl, gorilla, (laughs) dog, yeah. Yes, very cool, very strong character who I think is a little bit underrated, but I do think if they did a live action, like basically what they did for the Marvel movies and what 
they tried to do for the Justice League, if they did that for, like, young Teen Titans as, like, a live-action movie with, like, Robin, Starfire, Cyborg, uh, Raven, and Beast Boy, I think that would be very awesome to see live-action. I think there is a live action of the Teen Titans. It's like a DC live action, though. It's on HBO, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. We haven't seen it, and it looks... Yeah. Like, the costumes aren't the best, so I wasn't really yeah. interested in seeing it that much. I um, am still so angry that Teen Titans turned into what... Is it, like, Teen Titans Go? Go, yeah. It's horrible. I've yeah. heard it's a good show, but it's just really hard to go from the older animation to the newer, like, chibi-like animation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, that is... Uh, my number three hero. Uh, Beast Boy doesn't really have a quote, though uh, if he had one, it would probably be like, Titans, go! Or, go, dude! He says dude a lot. <laughs> like, that is pretty standard in all of his iterations, is he does say dude. <laughs> Alright, yeah, that is pretty on-brand for Beast Boy's character. Uh, he was wonderful. I loved, like, his little romance with um, Raven in the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're a very cute couple. <laughs> yeah. I think is your number three. I'm ready for Really it. quick, I just found a cute little quote that Beast Boy says, and it's basically when you wonder why you still have to go to work, and his quote is, seriously, why? Can't I just take a day off? A week off? Heck, they can't just pay me to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. <laughs> My number three? We're on yes, three? Yes, number okay. three. My number three is none other than Sue Asui from My Hero Academia. Oh, oh man, I didn't even think about My Hero. Dang. Uh, I'm going to rework stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, continue, continue. Um, I'm excited. I like Sue. Sue is really sweet. I love her. She, her gimmick is basically she just has the powers of a frog. Um, <laughs> she yeah. looks human-esque. I think she does have like the frog hands though mm-hmm. um like little stickers on her like fingers. little stickers but she has like the long tongue the big jump and then she can also secrete like a mucus to make her sticky mm-hmm. um so that is sue asui she's really sweet she's a very good she can very much hold her own but she's also a really good support character um i will give you a preface if you don't know what my hero academia is it is an anime that started at some point in time and it's the <laughs> And it's just a story of, in this world, a lot of people happen to have, like, mutant hero powers. And if you want to be, like, a licensed mutant, kind of like X-Men or, like, a cop, for lack of a better term, then you can go to, like, a special school, a college. There are, like, different high schools where you can do it. And you just take, like, classes, and they learn how to work in teams because you can't be a hero if you can't, and work if you can't be on a team. But that doesn't mean you'll have to always be on a team. You just need to prove that you can work on a team. Um, and then after you go through that school, um, you graduate, you graduate, you get, (laughs) yeah, you get like a different ranking of what type of hero you are. So like you might be a hero that's good for this nation, but not for this, you like Sue in her case, she'd be a great hero for an Island where it's surrounded by water. So we'll not in a city, but not, (laughs) yeah. And then it just, I like it because it kind of follows like what there's like technically one protagonist but it's the type of show where it follows like the entire class so it's like a class of 20 students so there's at least one episode per student to just give you a better insight in them or upcoming episodes that we know will be exploring other students and stuff because it's like no one's a side character in that show everyone is important and i think that's kind of like a really good message overall it is and like even the villains in that show while there are some objectively bad Bad villains (laughs) there are some villains that are like 
I'm doing this because like my child died of cancer. So now I made a promise that I'd always be fun. And so they're being fun, but in like a not so convenient for society way. Yeah. And things like that. So really good writing. Highly recommended. We watched it dubbed. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just... It, so many years. There's so many. Um, I just love Sue. I saw her. I, the instant I saw her, I knew I'd be connected. She's so fun and quirky, and she really just likes working on a team and supporting others. Um, a quote I found from her like made me tear up as I remembered that episode. She's very loyal. Um, and in this one episode, she's talking to one of the characters, and she, that character is like, "I'll do it. I'll do it all on my own. I don't like. I don't want to put you guys at risk." And her quote is, "You know what? I'm not weeping and moping around anymore because you matter to me. You're my friend. And when you're scared, we tremble together. When times are tough, we cry together. So if you're set on being some comic book superhero, then Class A won't let you live that fantasy alone." Ugh. <laughs> and it just has like this nice like group feeling the main ones that you really pay attention to in the show are the heroes in class a um so yeah that's sue i love her she's a frog and i didn't realize how versatile her power was until you get deeper in the show and you're like whoa she can do anything yeah, yeah. i like that <laughs> sue asui very good yes what awesome. is your number two for my number two character, we leave behind Marvel and we leave behind DC for something kind of in the middle. <laughs> uh, under the streets of New York City, deep in the sewer system. Is it a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Turtles in a half shell! <laughs> Is that the... power! Is that the full thing? Yeah! <laughs> Uh, in particular, Michelangelo. Cowabunga, dude. Yeah, cowabunga, dude. Radical. <laughs> I really like Michelangelo the best. He is the funny one. He's the one with the orange mask. There we go. I was going to say he... there's like four masks because yes. it's blue, orange, red. Purple. <laughs> Purple. Okay. Purple. Yeah. So Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Michelangelo is my favorite. He's the funniest of them. He arguably... I actually don't think arguably, I think it is canon, is the most talented of all the Turtle Brothers. So he uses nunchucks, which are in real life one of the most difficult yeah. weapons to like master and become proficient in. Um, and that's his weapon of specialties that he uses with the Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Very good, very goofy. He's kind of mo more teenagery than the others are. He loves pizza, loves skateboarding, and kind of is a lazy bum who just kind of like, yeah, I'll go kick butt as long as I get pizza out of it. Ha ha ha. And stuff. Um, uh, I love Master Shredder. They're Master the Brat. Uh, <laughs> Master Splinter. Shredder's their enemy. Shredder's oh. the dude trying to kill the turtles. <laughs> Whoa, dude. And in fact, in fact, in the comics, um, if you follow along, there's one very dark comic series where the Shredder does, in fact, kill the turtles. He kills Leonardo, Raphael, and Donatello. Michelangelo is the only one who's not <gasps> killed because they saved him because they oh. like, were looking out for their youngest brother. And oh. yeah, <laughs> um, and he ends up like tying their masks and like wearing them on his like arms as like reminders to like be the best hero he can be. And like in that comic series, he is the only turtle left. Um, and he takes down the Shredder organization finally. Like he puts an end to their biggest enemy and is able to like come to peace and just becomes a normal crime fighter in New York. And I was saying it's in between worlds because. This under system of New York City is a very funny thing because 
I think it's canon everywhere. The turtles kind of exist in between multiverses, which means they get to hang out with people in the DC universe, like Batman, but they also get to hang out with people in the Marvel universe, like Hawkeye and Spider-Man. Wow. So, yeah, the Ninja Turtles get to go wherever, and Michelangelo always gets along with everybody, which is why he's my favorite. But, yeah, for a quote, Calabunga, dude. <laughs> I love that. I don't really remember watching the heroes all that much growing up, but I did watch the live action many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. I love them. They're cool. That might be a thing in the future. We dip into more just the history of Ninja Turtles because they are a weird ray of sunshine in a time of like unsuccessful comic yeah. books. Ninja Turtles just sword. <laughs> and they're very approachable. You can love them if you're an adult and you can love them if you're a kid because they're or just Or a turtles. teenager. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And with that, who is your number two hero? My number two hero is none other than Doorman. 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 Door- I don't know who is Doorman. <laughs> Alright, so Doorman um, is a part of the original like group of the Great Lakes Adventures. So he's just an older hero. Uh, let me read you a little bit of like Doorman's space. Um, his original, his normal name is Damar Davis. Damar Davis. Yeah, and he was an American youngster. And sometime in college, Damar's mom died. After completing oh. four years of college and three years of graduate school, Damar decided to answer a newspaper ad from Mr. Immortal asking for costumed adventurers (laughs) to join to make a team. And Damar was a mutant and his ability is teleportation along with, yeah, it's basically just teleportation. Okay, Um, that sounds very useful. So let me explain what's fun about Doorman. You see, when I say, yeah, my power is teleportation, how do you think that works? I think you um, either... Blink, blip, or magically get transported from one location to another in an instant. Yes, and we'd both be in that location if I took you, right? Yes. So, the fun thing about Doorman is he can travel, but he can't necessarily travel. What happens is if you're going to, like, rob a bank, he will get next to the wall and he will turn into a door into that wall with like black specks around him because that's just how his power manifests. But he can't actually go into the bank because he's just the door leading to the bank. <laughs> okay, so he can't go through any wall because he can't walk. He because can't he like becomes walls. the wall, yeah. Okay, so he his power doesn't help him <laughs> at all. It only helps people near him. Yes, um, it only really helps people near him. From what I understood, he also like can't really be like shot or hurt because like he's basically just like a body of atoms, but they aren't like really connected. So it's like a ghost. So things can go through him, but they don't like permanently hurt him or anything. Whack. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading a lot about him. He does have a tragic thing. He's very much. He's very kind of like cynical in the sense of like he feels that he's responsible for the death of a couple of his teammates. So that's rough, but it looks like he's very approachable. Um, I did find a fun quote for him. His quote was, um, I only just got used to being completely ignored. I'm not emotionally ready to be hated. Gotcha. Well, that's pretty sad, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say Doorman became more popular because I want to say it's NPR's Planet Money has a whole saga about how they tried to buy a superhero, and it looks like they initially had their eyes on Doorman, but that didn't work out. But that's how I came to find him. 
Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good, great old doorman. And um, what is your number one, the best of the best, the very first one you thought of? The very first one I thought of uh, was Moon Knight, but that's not on my list because I talked about that last week. He was close, but not enough. My number one for this little experiment is... Finn the Human from Adventure Time. Nice. Otherwise also known as Finn Mertens. Finn Mertens is a human in the animated series of Adventure Time that came out, you know, a couple years ago. Um, it's ended now, which is sad, but very good series that has to <laughs> has to deal with a lot of just exploring, growing up, um, and dealing with kind of big emotions that kids don't fully know how to comprehend by themselves, um, such as depression, breakups, losing loved ones. Yeah. Um, and It's like Steven Universe in the sense yeah. of it's very approachable if you're a child, but like if you're in high school and you find this show, it, it, it'll hit you, it'll hit you hard. <laughs> yeah, and it's very good, very fun. Um, Finn is young man who just is trying to do well. I think he qualifies as a superhero because um, things are... He's actively going out and trying to make the world a better place, looking for adventure and stuff like that. Things aren't just happening to him. But yeah. Finn is going out of his way and seeing injustice in the world from the Ice King or from the goblins, and he's trying to make things just better for everyone. And Finn's whole purpose is he wants to be, like, the best hero, right? Like, yeah. that is one of his active achievements he's looking for. Yeah, his, he has his helpful guide in the Enchiridion, the hero's book guide, basically, to how to be a hero. And he's trying to become the best hero ever, and he's got a good... Uh, way about doing that with being the best he could be with his trusty dog and his sword. Um, he doesn't really have any superpowers himself besides love and caring, I guess. Um, he does have a couple of great quotes um, from the first episode. We get the fantastic phrase of mathematical, which he says <laughs> throughout the rest of the series because I don't think he actually knows math or understands it. But later in the series, we get a little bit more deeper quotes with things such as like, you're letting your brain dial turn the fear up, man. <laughs> um, in regards to his friend who was freaking out. He was just telling him to calm down and things like that. But yeah, Finn the Human, I think, is my number one superhero. And he has Jake the dog. And Jake the dog's like his brother and his yeah. best friend. And Jake the dog, super cute and like teaches him like it's okay to grow up because he's a dog. So he like ages quicker than Finn yeah. does. So he's like an adult already yeah. while Finn is still It's a like teenager. basically when Finn's 16, Jake already has like a wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so cute because Jake has like this really like fun quote with um, Finn and Finn's like, I'm just really bummed out. And Jake's like, you see this mug, man? Yeah. This is my favorite <laughs> mug. Smash. And now that mug's gone and I don't care about it anymore. And that's just like life, man. Some people are your favorite mugs and sometimes you got to let those mugs go. <laughs> I love it. It's a great show. Yeah, uh, uh, Finn the Human, though. that was <laughs> They kind of continued it once it ended. Um, there's a few episodes of it on HBO. Yeah. It more follows Marceline and Bubblegum, but like I think each character has just kind of one episode to be like, and this is where they ended up 20 years later. Yeah, and in Finn's case, his episode actually, <laughs> his story actually ends with his death because he is a human. He doesn't live forever. He... Yeah, kind of like it's like him episode. accepting like death yeah. and entering heaven. Yeah, yeah, is the last episode is coming to terms with what it means 
to die, <laughs> which, like I said, from a goofy show that started off with the phrase mathematical to ending with what does it mean to die and move on from this plane of existence? Bacon <laughs> pancakes, bacon, bacon pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the human. That's it for my number one. So tell me, who is your number one? Who can dare stand up to Finn the human when it comes to being a superhero? My number one is Sailor Pluto from the Sailor Moon anime series. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, uh, Sailor Moon was a manga, um, and then it was adapted into a show back in 1992. It has over 200 episodes and like three different types of remakes, so there's a lot if you want to get into it. I... <laughs> As a kid, was always like, wow, Sailor Pluto is so cool. But as an adult, I realized, oh, I just had a crush on Sailor Pluto and I just didn't know. <laughs> um, so I decided to talk to her a lot a little bit. She is like the keeper of all of time. So she deals with like time manipulation and time travel. If you're messing with time, you're gonna see her because she's not gonna be happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's like in she's my. She's with the scythe. Yeah, she's the one with the scythe. Yeah. There are a lot of um, sailors. So I'm just gonna give you a quick description of her. If you watch Sailor the Real and you're like, I can't remember her. Sailor Pluto is very tall. Her she has a short black skirt. Um, her traditional sailor outfit with like a dark red ribbon and the pink heart. She has black knee high boots. There we go. Um, her hair is nice long and green. She has usually some of it in part of a bun, and she has a scythe. That looks like a key, and I believe it's actually because that's the key to open, like, time and everything. Whoa. Um, and she is strong. She's the type of hero where in Sailor Moon's everyday battles, really quick, Sailor Moon is the story about a couple of girls who all have, like, different powers related to the planets. They're basically aliens who came to Earth living a normal Earth life until a traveler from that time in the form of a cat kind of told them, hey, you guys are heroes. They're all coming to age with how to be heroes, how to be the best that they can, and they deal with, like, friendships, relationships, emotional things, kind of growing up. Um, and Sailor Moon usually has a phrase before every battle that's like long, like talk about whatever the hero's doing to infringe on whatever, right? And then it ends with, and in the name of the moon, I will punish you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the show. Sailor Pluto is not in every episode. She's one of those limited characters that you see every now and then because she is so strong. She doesn't join like the smaller battles, but whenever there is something big and life changing, then she'll pop in do her thing and then pop back out she is really nice she's very approachable to everyone um old or small and a really cute quote from her most of her quotes were like if you mess with time travel i'll mess with you <laughs> um <laughs> but a, another quote i found when it's cute it's really cute and she has a quote whenever she's talking to sailor moon's sister um and she says you know when you're feeling sad chant abracadabra it's a spell that makes things more fun and then i think in the next frame of that episode she's attacking someone and says abracadabra (laughs) (laughs) that's good and that is my number one i love it i grew up with sailor moon very nostalgic and i think it's very cute and it's nice like female superheroes so it's like yeah woman empowerment nice very good okay we both gave a list I feel like Sailor Pluto could destroy everyone on your list. Do you have a hero who you think could destroy everyone on my list? Uh, Rune King Thor. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But he wouldn't because he doesn't fight innocent people. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. And then honorable mentions. Uh, I think I have about three. Do you want to? Yeah, I have three. Okay. Um, my honorable mentions were Moon Knight. Um, I really do love him. I think he's number six probably. So like just barely didn't make it onto my list. Mainly probably because I spoke about him last week. If I didn't, he probably would have been up there. Um, after him, I have King T'Challa, also known as Black Panther. I just really, really like that Marvel movie so much that it, uh, like, I think it's my favorite Marvel movie, so boosted way high on my ranking of heroes. And then um, another hero I really like is The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Ooh, I just really liked those one. comics. Um, in particular, there's, like, Planet Hulk which is basically Hulk was sent off of Earth because he was too violent and everyone didn't want to deal with the Hulk anymore. He went to space, crash-landed on a planet with other Hulk-like people, but he was stronger than all of them, and he taught them all diplomacy and, like, government and how to be, you know, civilized and everything. Conquered that entire planet and then built a spaceship and took them all with him back into space to go back to Earth to take over Earth because they banished him. Nice. Yeah, good story. All right, um, my honorable mentions were any Spider-Man. I do love all of the Spider-Mans. I, my favorite Spider-Man movie, I think, would be any of the Andrew Garfield. It'd be the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that has um, Electro. Is that the second one or the first uh, one? Second one. First one. Second one. Second one. It's second the one. second one. Okay, yeah. It's the second one with Electro. I love that villain-hero combination. Um, so that's my first honorable mention. My second honorable mention is there are these older superheroes that came around whenever my mom was a kid um i'm just gonna look up 1970s yeah they came out in the 1970s and they're called the wonder twins um yeah it's a pair of siblings Janya and zan and they have they have powers they can both transform and they do it by saying wonder twins powers activate and Janya can transform into any animal and Zon can become water in any state. So if you look up, <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it so much. If you look up a compilation of the two of them, it'll be like, um, Wander Twin powers activate in the form of a lion, in the form of a bucket of water. <laughs> yep, <laughs> fantastic. Very sweet, very cute. And then I did a brief talking about them in the last Moon Knight episode, um, but I will just go ahead and include the hero Sentea. Um, Yes, Sentea, or his English name, I guess, is Moonlight Mask. Um, He popped up in... He has movies. Their movies are in 1950s, but he popped up more as a show in 1970-1990. He's just a good hero. He's kind of like the Lone Ranger or Batman or Zorro. Um, And he's just... He looks like Moonlight. He wears, like, the whole moon outfit. And then he's just there to protect kids and to protect people. And I think those would be my three honorable mentions. Nice. I think that's all for this week. Until we see you all next time, I'm Keegan, and that's Mimi, and this has been Earworms. Bye-bye.